Hey there, what's up, Warriors? It is Jeff from WarriorLife.com, and welcome to podcast episode number 356. And this week, we are going to take a little trip down that rabbit hole of your cranium. And I've got seven challenges here to help you develop a mindset for tactical mastery. And I'm going to warn you right now, I really am going to challenge you. But I've got a sneaky suspicion I think you're up for it. So let's go ahead and get started. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. Hey there, welcome back, Warriors. It is Jeff Anderson from WarriorLife.com. And you know, this week I've had some very interesting conversations and listened to some different talks that are out there. A couple of other podcasts, uh, not even in the tactical world, mostly in the self-help development, personal development world. And it really got me thinking about tactical learning, tactical mindset, how we establish better skills, how we train better skills, how we master new skills when it comes to being a better protector. Because I can always draw these things back to... Uh, back to my number one passion. So it got me thinking that this is a really powerful podcast topic because we always say that the mind is the number one weapon that you have. I mean, that, that gun's not going to shoot itself. You need the mindset behind it that is going to pull that trigger. That's going to, you know, it's the tactics, the thing like it's the things like that, but it all starts with your mind, whether that's learning a skill or whether that's applying that skill to a real life situation. But I think it's also the area that very few people ever look to develop because it's a lot easier to try to develop the, the tactile skills, the, the reloads, the karate chop to the carotid artery. Like It's easier to do those things than it is to really figure out if you have the mental mastery to be able to apply those techniques in the right situation or to learn the right techniques the right way and really master those different techniques. So I decided I, I, what I did was I sat down with kind of a journal and I, and I, and I wrote down all the best tips that I could from the different conversations that I had in these talks. And I thought, you know, this would be a great topic. So I have seven challenges here because I really do think that it is a challenge to move away from the tactics, so to speak, and really focus in on the mind and the part that it does play in your response to any threat that's out there, whether that's from a survival standpoint or from a self-defense and combative standpoint or firearms, doesn't matter. So I have seven challenges here for you based upon uh, based on these things that I've, that I've been going through here. So we're going to go ahead and and do these seven challenges to the tactical mastery mindset. Now, challenge number one is to challenge your identity. I actually got this out of a uh, Tony Robbins podcast, really. I th thought this was, a, this was a brilliant saying that he said. He said, ignorance isn't bliss. Ignorance will hurt you. And that's absolutely true when it comes from a tactical standpoint also, because most people will like buy a gun to feel safe and confident that they're protected from an attack. And then they go and they buy the coolest gadgets and gizmos, and it really makes them feel tactical and kind of confident with their firearm that they have a firearm and that they can use it under realistic conditions. Now, this is false confidence. And in my opinion, it's a very dangerous false confidence because it can get you into a situation that you're really you don't have the you don't have the skills to back it up. You're writing checks that maybe your skills might not be able to cash for you. 
it's not enough to be confident. You have to be competent. And competency is what drives true confidence. Most people have a false confidence because they don't really train enough with their firearm or they take a few classes or they used to take a combatives, martial arts, whatever, self-defense system. They used to, and so they feel like they've got it under their belt. They know what to do, or they used to fight a lot when they were younger. And this can also be like a false confidence. Remember, it's, it's not the gun that does the protecting. That gun ain't going to shoot itself. It's the person pulling the trigger. Even having the mindset to be able to pull the trigger is a very difficult thing to do. I've seen it in combat. I've seen guys that just could not pull the trigger when it came down. And these are highly trained guys. It really comes down to the mental mindset. So you need to be honest with yourself and where you're at in your training and whatever path that you're choosing as a protector, and then chart a path to where you want to be, where you see mastery actually being. What does success look like? And then chart your path to be able to get there. Challenge number two is to challenge everyone. And, and that includes me. Just because most people are doing something does not mean that it's right. Just because they're a Navy SEAL doesn't mean that they're an expert. One example I give, and I won't, I won't give any names of this, but there's a, a bug out bag that was put out there. I don't even think it's on the market anymore, but it was a Navy SEAL bug out bag. I'd seen this thing highlighted on Fox News and, you know, it's, it, was the, uh, it was the Navy SEAL bug out bag. And it was bright red and it had horrible straps. It had horrible waist belt. Like I can tell you from being in the military, uh, 10th Mountain, like we, we road marched all the time. We went, it was our LPCs that got us out to the field and back and everywhere in between. LPCs being your leather personnel carriers. We, we hoofed it everywhere. And so you realize quickly what that backpack's going to do. Well, this was obviously just a marketing thing. This Navy SEAL that had this bug out bag out there, there's there's no way this Navy SEAL would ever have used it, wouldn't have used it on the bug out, on the in a survival situation, would not have used it on the battlefield. So challenge everyone. And I and I do mean challenge me also. My whole thing is to be a better protector. And if that means being wrong, that means being wrong. But just because I say it doesn't mean that it's true. I give you the best information that I have based upon my training, my experience, and most of the time that is standing on the shoulders of giants from other people before me that I've learned from or taken bits and pieces from, put them all together into my own amalgam and, and made it something that works for me. You have to find what works for you. So don't just take what everybody else is doing and think that it's right. You've got to, you've got to learn to challenge the information that you're getting in. Uh, challenge number three is to challenge failure. Challenge failure. So, so this weekend, I'm, I'm part of a, uh, it's an online firearms kind of discussion group, if you will, but it, it is actual training. And uh, this week we had Ken Murray on. Uh, if you don't know who Ken Murray is, the guy's just a freaking training genius when it comes to re realistic uh, training when it comes like realistic tactical training. So he's the author of a book called Training at the Speed of Life. Some of you may know of it out there. I mean, it's I don't even think it's in print anymore. I think you can only find it used. And you pretty much have to take out a second mortgage on your house to get it, which I did. I did. I took out a, took out a second uh, second mortgage and, and got the book. And it's, it's really like it, you want to go down the rabbit hole of your brain and what it takes to really learn things. Like Ken Murray is a genius when it comes to this stuff. And so... Uh, he and I were kind of going back and forth in part of this class here. And he, and 
one of the things that he said to me that's really stood out, he said to the whole group here, was the biggest gift that you can give me at training is your vulnerability and allowing yourself to be wrong. And he gave a really good example of this that, that as we were talking about going to, like I, I go to the SHOT Show in Las Vegas. That's the number one business-to-business uh, firearms industry show that's out there. It's, I mean, it's gigantic. It's huge. It's huge. And you'll see different kiosks up there, a lot of different weapons that are coming out, a lot of different training systems. There's just a lot. It's just all things bullets and guns and stuff. And you'll typically see a very large crowd around the, like the video, virtual reality type training, because that stuff's getting really, really sexy. And you can really get realistic training in there. And it's like they'll have this large screen in front of you, and you'll be shooting at different objects that are up there. There might be targets. There might be bad guys. And you'll see a big crowd around there. And then you'll see the the instructor up there or the person that's demonstrating. He'll demonstrate. He'll knock some things away because he's been practicing at it. And then he'll point to a couple guys like, hey, why don't you come up here and give it a try? No, no, no. That's all right. I'm good. And then they'll start walking away. It, can take, it doesn't matter who it is. Like, I've seen this happen all the time. Somebody like nobody wants to get up there and do it. And so Ken asked me, like, why do you think that is? Why do you think these guys will not go up there? I mean, these are all obviously they're in the firearms industry. Why won't they take their shot? And, and of course, you know, the answer as well as I do, like nobody wants to get up there and show everyone how small their penis is. Right. Nobody wants to get up there and look like a fool and look like, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know how to, he wasn't holding the gun right. He wasn't standing right. He was like, you open yourself up for scrutiny. You're opening yourself up to vulnerability. And that is what Ken says is what really holds people back from learning. There's a, a Spartan warrior creed that goes, uh, and I'm going to, you know, there's lots of different versions of this out there, but it essentially says, he who sweats more in training bleeds less in war. And you've got to really learn to challenge being a failure in a way. You should actually seek out failure. My goal when I was in high school was to play for the Boston Celtics. Don't know if I've ever told this story before, but I just swore I was going to be playing right there with Larry Bird. If you want to, you know, that's kind of dating myself now, right? But I was going to play, I was going to play for the Celtics right alongside Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish. I'm going to, I'm going to date myself here. So I wouldn't play basketball with kids my own age. I would only play like juniors and seniors when I was a sophomore, uh, I'm sorry, like a freshman and a, and a sophomore in, in high school. And I got my ass kicked all the time up on the top court of our basketball. I got my ass kicked because I wanted to get my ass kicked. I wasn't training for the top, car, the top court of my podunk high school. I was training for Boston Garden. You need to be training for an attack in a dark parking lot when you've got your arms filled with groceries and your kids with you or your spouse with you. That's what you're training for. The criminals are training every day. How much are you training? The best way to learn I've found is by failing, by getting your ass handed to you, by, make, by making yourself vulnerable, by getting up there and feeling that, that adrenaline going. Challenge failure. All right. Uh, challenge number four is to challenge yourself daily. So the Japanese have a, a, a saying called Kaizen, which is, stands for continuous improvement. That's not, I don't think that's the literal translation of it, but that's essentially what it means, is that you're continuously looking to improve. And I talked about this before um, when I was talking about after I got back from the warrior retreat for the uh, working with the veterans with PTSD. 
in that you should always seek this, this one degree shift because it, all it takes is one degree, one degree shift of that cruise liner and 10 miles, 100 miles, 1,000 miles out, you're going to be in a totally different destination than you would have been if you'd kept doing the same thing that you were doing. So what you want to do is just focus not on big, giant leaps of, of training, but more of the continuous, continuous incremental progression. Five minutes of dry fire done regularly is far more effective than a hoorah weekend tactical course that you would go to. So are you willing to commit to just five minutes a day? Are you willing to challenge yourself for the next, let's just say, 10 days to do five minutes a day? That's going to be less than an actual hour of actual training. Could you do that? Uh, challenge number five here is to challenge yourself outside the box. So one of the keys to using the brain's learning superpowers is to do new things that are going to help you build new neural pathways. It's the focus on new that really forces you and forces your brain to build those new, those new neural pathways, say that three times fast, to be able to master a skill. So think outside the box when it comes to how you can develop your skills. Uh, Kyle Lamb was talking at one of the, um, I think it was at one of the shot shows we had, or maybe it was the NRA show. And he said that he gets, he feels more adrenaline in competition shooting than he, than he ever did in combat. Now think about that. It kind of makes sense when you consider that surveys find that people fear public speaking even more than they do death. Think about that. All right. So how are you going to challenge yourself in new ways than you've already been challenging yourself now? Could you go and take a combative seminar? Because a lot of people aren't willing to commit to ongoing martial arts training or self-defense training. So is there a seminar that's coming in? Uh, Buck Green stood in for me last week and had a really great webinar that he did about challenging that concept of that you couldn't learn, learn anything from a combative seminar. These things are really, really powerful, even if it's just for the experience of them and forcing yourself to go outside of the box. What about taking a tactical firearms class? I just got done telling you that dry fire done regularly is far more effective than a hoorah weekend, but that hoorah weekend is going to have other benefits to it as well. It's going to give you an opportunity to take that dry fire training and put it into real use. Put it out in front of other people. Make yourself vulnerable. Be ready to fail with those tactics. Be the first one to raise your hand. Could you go to a shooting club? Could you join a shooting club? Could you start shooting competition? What about Toastmasters? What about just getting like getting up there in front of public, uh, the public and, and speaking on something? Yeah, that might make your hands tremble, and that's exactly what you want. Um, one trick that I saw from a guy on YouTube that I thought was really kind of brilliant, um, the guy's name was Aaron, Aaron Cowan from Sage Dynamics, if you want to look up his, uh, his YouTube channel. We'll go ahead and uh, we'll post a link in the resources section for it. Um, but one thing that he, one thing that he said in, in one of his things was he uses really like what he calls dog shit ammunition in his gun when he goes to the live fire range because he knows that it's going to jam his gun periodically. And so that forces him under pressure, not like he knows there's a, there's a, a snap cap in there and he's going to, he's going to, he knows that there's going to be a, a malfunction of his weapon. Like I was watching this, like the, the whole video wasn't even about doing this. It was really about the hand grip of the gun, like how you grip the gun. And as he was firing, like as he was demonstrating, the gun jammed and like he didn't skip a beat. He didn't, I mean, he didn't even think, he didn't have to think about 
clearing the jam at all. He just did it, and he was right back on shooting. It was a point he made after that. It was kind of like a side comment of, you know, this is why I use dog, like, this is why I use dog shit ammunition because it makes my gun jam. So uh, that was kind of it's kind of funny, but it's a really cool way to think outside the box and really force yourself to uh, to to get better at stuff. All right, all right. Uh, challenge number six is the challenge reality. All right. So in this tip, I'm not talking to you that are out there that are are into marksmanship training or if you're martial artists for the sake of the art of martial art. To be a protector, you have to be ready for real world violence and threats. Now, when you look at your latest training, what was your reality for that training? Was your reality a paper target at seven yards away in a fully lit live fire range with your gun out, not holstered, that that paper target's just stationary? Was that your reality? And were you working on like your shot group? Like, why were you using that? What was the reality behind that? Now, we know that most gunfights happen within nine feet in the dark. You're not going to see your sights. So if you do carry a gun gun for personal protection and all you do is go to the range for marksmanship training, do you really expect to be competent under realistic conditions? Now, again, this is where these tactical classes do come in, but dry fire is even more important because you can do all of those things. You can have much more realistic training at home with your own gun, unloaded, dry fire, or with an airsoft pistol or a BB gun. Uh, There's a lot of really realistic type firearms that are out there that are meant for this type of dry fire training. You can use airsoft training, for example. That's one of of the best ways to do it. But challenge reality. This goes back to, can you do 10 days of five minutes of dry fire training, right? Okay, uh, number seven is to focus on competency before mastery. So to me, tactical mastery doesn't mean that you're some bearded, tatted up, camoed up tier one operator, you know, with like a $5,000 AR-15 and cool sunglasses. The fact is that truly being competent is more masterful than 97% of the population out there. And that includes the criminals too. You don't need to be an expert in order to reach your goals. You don't need to be an expert at every single thing out there. For any one skill set that you want to learn, there's really only a handful of things that you really need to know. So if you want to be good at uh, hand-to-hand combat, there's really only a a handful of things that you need to know. If you want to be good at ground fighting, there's really only a handful of things that you need to know. You don't need to go to BJJ classes, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu classes, and things like that. There's only, if if truly, like, you want to be competent, to be able to defend yourself on the ground if it goes down there, then there's only a handful of things you need to know. If you want to be ready to... uh, in a forced evacuation to get out of the house in the right time. There's only a handful of things you need to know. If you want to choose the best bug out bag and have the best bug out bag and survival gear, there's really only a handful of things that you need to know. That's it. What I do is I focus in on the 80-20 rule. So if you haven't heard that before, 80% 80 of your results are going to come from the 20% of the most critical tasks that it takes in order for you to get there. So again, 80% of your success in the goal that you're trying to achieve is going to come from the 20% most critical tasks that it's going to take for you to get there. Now, this is one of the goals with the next generation of where we're going with the Warrior Life platform. More on that in another time. But essentially, 
we're looking to give you the 20% most critical tasks that it takes to really call yourself competent, tactically competent in those areas. And tactical mastery comes after that. That's the icing on the cake. In order to be a master, and for me, to be a tactical master means that you can simply get out of a situation alive, as far as I'm concerned. But too many people are trying to master different things when they're leaving behind all of the other skills that are reality-based and going to make you competent and truly save your life in a real world threat scenario. So you want to focus in on those competency things. Identify what those 20% most competent or most critical tasks are for your goal and focus in on those. Don't try and eat the whole elephant uh, all in one bite. You take it just one bite at a time, right? All right, so those are the seven challenges that I have for you warriors out there. Now I want to hear from you. What is it that in your own training that you think is best to challenge yourself to be able to keep your skills going forward for that Kaizen, for that continuous improvement? What are you doing to challenge yourself? And what have you seen other people do that has has worked really well? I'm looking for information on how I can challenge myself. I can tell you that the one thing that I had planned for last year that I was going to work on my own self-mastery and challenge myself was to get into shooting competitions. And unfortunately, the cooties came, kind of knocked all that out of the water, but I'm still training for all of that stuff. And so now that I've moved to Florida, you know, throw that in the mix as well. I plan on getting into some competitions down here, and I'm really looking forward to that. I'm also signing up for a tactical combatives class in September. Uh, I'm going to be taking my son with me on that one so that we can both go and, and challenge ourselves there. There's, there's a lot you can do, and I want to hear from you. What exactly are you doing? So go ahead and leave it in the comments over on our blog where you find this podcast. Can't wait to see what you come up with there. And until our next Warrior Life broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive.